0: good morning how are you good to see you and I welcome you here this morning and remind you about attendance pads please and make sure you register your attendance and you're visiting with us if you will give us some information we'll send you some information about the church a mail address or email would be great uh, At the nine o'clock service we recognized Ann Hammond for her uh, service to the church we gave her a gift she uh, was not present when we honored June Mountain, and so this was her uh, best first chance we had to honor her. Just wanted you to know that for her recent retirement. Also want to remind you that we have wonderful Wednesdays, then this is the, uh, the uh, water one, the water one. So children, bring you sunscreen, swimsuits, towels, change of clothes. Also, I don't know, I think a lot of people missed this, because of the fifth Sunday when we were uh, went to the lake. But we did reformat the newsletter, and so you need to be looking for a newsletter that looks like this if you were looking for the old format, that's probably why you didn't find it. This one is um, also a work in progress, but it's made in such a way, so like when you pull this part, that's the children's stuff, and anyone who wants to carry that with them, that's the youth stuff. And then this is the volunteer stuff. So. It's kind of put together that way on purpose so that it'll be easy to distribute to the proper uh, people who need things, need, need stuff out of the newsletter. Anyway, look for this with the August newsletter. There may be some of these out or around anyway still from July. If you missed it, you can you know what to look for now. Also want to um, welcome today Rusty and Donald Wilson into our membership. And if they're here, if they'll come forward, if you'll come forward real quick, and if I can get the congregation to uh, look at the little liturgy that's on the welcome poster, page. <laughs> We've had, um, hey, good morning. Uh, Rusty and Donna, I've been wanting to join for weeks. <laughs> but we've been trying not we've been trying to do one thing each Sunday instead of so it's special for whoever that's so they they I told them do you mind the next time next slot available July the 21st and they said okay but we're happy they're here they they have undergone consultation with me concerning entering into enter, in, entering into our membership i promise i've had nothing to drink but water and orange juice okay. so let me ask you this question Will you faithfully uphold Memorial United Methodist Church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? In congregation, I commend these persons to your love and care. We welcome you, Congratulations. Let us congratulate them, and we have a gift for you. And at the end of the service, feel free to come out and stand there, and people will welcome you. Okay, all right. Let us begin our worship together.
1: you.
0: you. Let us pray together. O Lord our God, we ask that you would bless us so we may bless others. We ask that you expand our territory so we may be kingdom builders. We pray that your hand would be with us so our hands could be a help to others. And we ask that you would keep us from evil so that we would not cause pain to anyone. We pray in your name. Amen. From thence it shall come to to the quicken the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. seated and let our children come forth for our children's time.
2: Good morning. How are you all doing this morning? Are you having a good summer? Well, Sarah Catherine offered to, well, she didn't offer, I really asked her to, if she'd help me out this morning, so she's going to help me out in a few minutes. But um, I'm glad you've all had a really good summer. Me too. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a call. Hold on. Okay, I got it. Okay. You know, I was thinking in the In the New Testament, Jesus talks a lot about us spending our time in fellowship. That's a big word, isn't it? But what fellowship really means is spending our time with each other, loving each other, sharing our love with each other, and sharing God and Jesus' message with each other. That's a good thing, right? Let's see. I think that we may have a problem Do we have a problem with that does everybody know what this is it's a cell phone this is actually an iphone it does everything it texts. it does internet it does facebook it does twitter it tells you the weather but i don't know how to do all those things okay but it will do anything and i bet y'all have things in your house just like that too right and if you're kind of like my grandchildren you spend a lot of time on electronics Um, you have computers and you have, um, electronic games, um, like we, and, um, do you do that? Is it fun? My grandchildren think it's a lot of fun. They spend a lot of time doing that. But, you know, I think we kind of sometimes forget about the fellowship, don't we? We forget about spending time with each other and sharing God's love with each other. So this morning I was trying to think, well, how can we make a change? So we decided that usually when you're at children's church and have the children's sermon, it's about something we want you to do, right? Well, this morning, it's not about you doing something. It's about them doing something. How does that sound? It's fun. I saw some smiles on some faces there. And actually this morning we have a challenge. Sarah Catherine's going to provide for us. She's gonna tell you your challenge from the children
3: to challenge each of you to give up your cell phones, computers, TV, and electronic games for two hours today and spend that time playing, talking, and having fun with your children, family, or someone you love.
2: That's quite a challenge, isn't it? Might um, sound like easy, but have you ever tried to do without any of that for two entire hours? So the children would like y'all to do that. and. The last time I did children's church, we talked about how God is present with us. So this morning, I want you to think about whether you can accept that challenge from the children. And I'll give you about mm, five seconds, it's up. How many people raised their hand we will take that challenge from the children? Two hours of your time today, no telephones, no cell phones, no TVs, and spend that time with the people you love, talking with them, sharing with them, telling them how much you care about them because a phone can't do that and a computer email can't do that. We need to say that from our hearts to each other. So this month, this today, I want you to sacrifice for the children two hours of your time sharing, caring, and loving someone important in your life. Can we all try to do that just for two hours today? Let's pray. Dear God, sometimes we get so busy in our lives we forget about the important things. And people grow up around us and we have so much to share with them and so much to tell the people we love. And sometimes the time runs out before we can do that. Let us stop in our busy life and let us spend a little time each day, but especially today, sharing with those people how much we love them and having fun with them and play with them and enjoying them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
3: scripture lesson today is Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 20. He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation for by him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things were created by him and for him he is before all things and in him all things hold together and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell on him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things in, on earth or in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
0: Let us bow our heads. O Lord, in Your mercy, hear the prayers of these Thy people. O God, You are a God of steadfast love, and we come seeking to trust in You for all our needs. We thank you for your marvelous works, for your mercy given to us. And we come this day to proclaim your name in the presence of this congregation and to sing our praises, offer our petitions as we humbly come before you. We know that with us is Christ's Spirit. And through that spirit, we have hope of glory. And yet we allow the busyness of our lives to interfere with our first duty to learn of you. We have been called to do works of mercy and service in your name. But that same busyness becomes an excuse for not doing all that we can. We have been more anxious about providing for ourselves than providing nourishment for our souls. And consequently, our life is out of balance. For all the neglect, for the arrogance, we ask you to forgive us. By your Holy Spirit, help us to see again Jesus. Help us to see the image of your glory. Inspire us to be steadfast and stable in our faith. Help us to understand the balance of life that is necessary for growth as a disciple. We are reminded this day that in the mystery of your creation, we find suffering is a part of it. We do not understand its purpose, but we seek to trust in your wisdom. In this day, we have named before you many on our prayer list, many who who we have burdens for, who are on our hearts, and we pause and we name those names now. These and others whom we lift up silently and commit to your care. We pray that in your mercy, you would mend the bodies that are broken by disease and You'd bring clarity to those minds that are troubled. You'd shine light into the darkness of those spirits that are in turmoil. And we pray, O Lord, this day that as we seek to listen at the feet of the eternal this day and to put our lives back into balance, that you would answer us. We know you hear us. But we pray that you would answer us in your good and perfect will not because we deserve, but because of your mercy. For the sake of Jesus, who is our Lord, who taught us to pray with one voice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We unite in Methodists believe that giving is an act of worship, so let us continue our worship with our giving as our ushers come forward to receive our tithes and our offerings. be seated. We continue on today in Luke's gospel with a passage that follows immediately after the passage from last week, the parable of the Good Samaritan." It is found in uh, chapter 10, <clears throat> verse 38, beginning at verse 38. Give attention to the reading of God's Word. As Jesus and His disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to Him. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what Jesus said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for the guidance that you give us through your spirit, through prayer, through worship, and through scripture. And we pray now, Lord, to help us to see by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, how how we can operate as good and better disciples if we have a balance in our life. Help us to see that. We pray in your name. Amen. Now, many of you probably remember Irma Bombeck. She used to write very um, uh, colorful and, and, and funny columns and books. And, and once she wrote of a couple moments uh, in her husband's life. And, and she said there was this time when the children, you know, were growing up and they were young and her husband would go out to, and look at the backyard and he would survey all the muddy patches and all the, the places that need repair in the yard and he would wonder, he would say, will the grass ever come back? I know some of you probably have had that same uh, observation. And then there was a time when the children had grown up and her husband would go look over his beautiful green manicured lawn. And then he would turn sadly to her and say, wonder if the children will ever come back. (laughs) I think we've all, all had that feeling too. You see, the thing is, friends, that some things in life are temporary, some things are eternal, and wisdom knows the difference. Having the wisdom to know the difference is really, really important. The fundamental issue at stake in the story of Mary and Martha is this. It's about having life in balance, the delicate balance of being and doing, and keeping that balance in a proper way. Now, I don't think any of us here would doubt that what Mary chose to do uh, when Jesus came was a good thing. Oftentimes, the best way to entertain a guest is simply to be there and to listen to that guest. But at the same time, I don't think any of us doubts that what Martha was doing was what she thought best. After all, they, they needed to have refreshments. They, they needed to have attention in their physical needs. You know, the thing is, is that what we have here is that Martha found herself in a concrete situation. And in that concrete situation, she attempted to answer and please her Lord. And that's the dilemma in this, in this reading. Because we have two individuals who are both portrayed as welcoming Jesus and they both respond to his presence with them. One by working, by serving, by doing, the other by listening and being in his presence. And those, my friends, are both faithful responses. I'm not going to tell you today that one is better than the other. What I am telling you today is the balance of the two is what's important. Because unless there's balance of the two, then the responses end up contradicting each other. You know, it's important to note, as I said in the beginning, that this story comes after the parable of the Good Samaritan. In a parable, if you were here last week, you heard where the emphasis is on doing. Going and doing. Do this and you will live, Jesus said. Go and do likewise, Jesus said. And then immediately we get this story of Mary and Martha, a real-life situation. And and we see Martha doing. And we see Mary being. And we see in this the contradiction, I believe, and how the distraction leads to anxiety and anger. It's important to note that Jesus' uh, uh, response to Martha is not criticism of her work. It's not criticism of her work for him nor of her love for him. Rather, it's a response to her anxiety and anger. It's a response to how her life has become out of balance. It's a response to the fact that Martha's effort to love one neighbor, Jesus, has taken away love from another neighbor, Mary. And this leads to anger and anxiety. And this is a characteristic of a life out of balance. And so Jesus tells her, you're worried and distracted by many things, but there's only one thing that is eternal, you see. One thing that's necessary. It's also important, I think, to note that after this comes some teaching on prayer. One Bible commentary suggests that to do this and to live, which is what was held up in the Good Samaritan parable, is applicable only as the doing of the word flows out of the hearing of the word. In other words, ha- as it comes out of prayer, study, worship, and meditation. The word must be heard to be followed, one's life must be in balance to be an effective disciple. Spiritual bread is required. It's needed. Uh, You can't make physical bread without the spiritual bread. The other day in our visioning session, a question came up, it's an interesting question, I think it fits pretty well within this scripture today in this lesson. Uh, Think about the church. What makes it different from the Lions Club or the Kiwanis Club or the Rotary Club or any other service club? Don't they, just like us, put on suppers, run programs, maintain meeting places, attempt to bring relief to the poor and oppressed to the world? Uh, Does not the church and the service clubs work fairly hard at helping others? So what is the difference? What's the difference between the two? What makes one group a church and another simply a service club? The difference is, is the church sits at the feet of the eternal The church sits at the feet of Jesus and listens to Jesus' teachings and responds to those teachings. That is the reason we go out and have service and do good, you see. We're not Christians because we do good, we do good because we're Christian. And it's important for us to know that that's really what worship is all about. Worship is the time that we pause from the anxiety, in stress of the week, when all our life sometimes gets completely out of balance and we pause at the feet of the eternal, by listening to the scriptures read and proclaimed, by praying to God, by listening to God being glorified, and it's from His Spirit that we realize that our life was out of balance earlier in the week. But this brings it back into balance. And helps us as we look into the week ahead. As we know that once again we'll deal with stresses and anxieties of our doing. You know, there's, always, there's been a lot of talk in the last few years about burnout. People who suffer from burnout often end up angry and anxious and worried. And we see something of this with Martha. She gets so anxious in her attempts to care for Jesus, is she's unable to care for Mary. She's unable to care for herself. Her life is out of balance. To avoid being out of balance, to avoid burnout, the most important factor is to know that you do need a balance. That your life needs to, to have a balance of activities. That you need to have time that you're doing, but you also need to have time that you're being. And if you do one or the other too much, your life will be totally out of balance. Another factor that's very helpful is to know that you need a strong belief system. You need to know that when you pause and come into the sanctuary, when you pause and come before the Lord and His Spirit, that it helps you to see a bigger picture. It helps you to see that there are forces beyond your control. There's forces that can control things for us, that can help us, can be with us, that stand beside of us, that we don't have to face everything alone. And I think another factor that helps a a person avoid burnout is just knowing that you must pause and receive help every so often. You know, you know. everyone who... Lots of people are very great caregivers. I, I would say that Martha was probably an excellent caregiver. But every so often, those caregivers have got to stop and be cared for. They, they need to stop doing and just be. Balance, faith, uh, being receptive... Uh, being able to take time for yourself to grow and to be strengthened is very, very important if you're to maintain your balance in life. Uh, one of the stories in the Old Testament that most of us recall is when the children of Israel were on their way from Egypt, where they'd been in bondage. They went across, they were going across the desert on their way to the promised land that God promised them in Israel. And along the way, manna from heaven fell. Now, they did not have to work for it. They had to have faith to believe that, it w- that God would take care of them. But they did not have to work for this manna. It just came down from God. But they did have to do something uh, to help. You know, last week I said, we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, and it's what the Apostle Paul said. One of, the w- one of the things is that we have to do something after God is sharing His manna on us. You see... What was the instructions to them? Go gather up the manna. If you didn't gather it up in the morning, then it would spoil or it wouldn't be useful later in the day. So you had to gather up the manna It needs to be gathered. It came from God. The spiritual food we need each day comes for God as a free gift. But like manna, it has to be gathered. We do not live by bread alone, the Scripture says, but by every word it proceeds from the mouth of God. In effect, Jesus was saying, Martha, Martha, you're so busy looking after me. You're so busy serving me. You're so concerned that all the right things are done that you're missing being with me. You're missing being fed from my hand in a spiritual way. Those who are missing from worship or or devotion uh, time or prayer time or scripture reading time are missing out on the manna that's there for the taking. They're missing the most necessary thing. The thing Mary decided at that time she needed and she chose. And that's really the point of the story. Some parts of life are temporary. Others are eternal. Wisdom knows the difference. So on a regular basis, we need to put aside the work we do and we need to just be and spend time with the eternal. That's the only way we'll be refreshed. It's the only way we will be recreated by His Spirit and it's the only way that we'll get our life back in balance. The church is different from a service club because it recognizes that it is the Word of God that gives it life. It is the Word of God that gives it power. It is the Word of God that gives it the strength to do good. It's the Word of God that provides the balance that every life needs. And so the church turns toward God and listens to the Word. It pauses and it sits at the feet of the Eternal, much as Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. It is a Word that enables us to go and to serve and to make a difference in the world. It is a Word and in and through us that allows us to experience God's love. It's a, it's, it provides for us a way to experience life without all the anxiety and worry and without the hurt. As I said earlier, and I'll say again, no one is a Christian by simply doing good. You must hear and dwell and act in the Word made flesh as found in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we do good... Precisely because we are Christian, we do good in response to the grace that's been given to us. Yes, some of us are more like Martha. Some of us are more like Mary. But within all of us there's a built-in need to combine the two. Within all of us is an innate desire to have a life that's in balance. No one wants to be out of kilter, or out of sorts, or out of balance. But without sitting and listening to God, our work can only lead to anxiety and anger. Without putting the Word into action, our faith becomes lifeless. It's important to hear that. Let me say it again. Without sitting and listening to God, our work for God can only lead to anxiety and anger and without putting the word into action our faith is clearly lifeless let me end with this someone once said that there's a need occasionally to get the visionaries in the kitchen and the kitchenaries in the vision because some parts of life are temporary Some are eternal, and it's God's wisdom that knows the difference. So may God bless you this day and help you both in your being and in your doing. Amen. God and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day. Amen.